pull up a bar stool. All right, I've got a good, we've got a good one today. We've got Jr. John Robinson, my backup CEO and business manager, back on today. Primary focus is going to be on list building. Now, be patient with this one. I guess the best is uh, best thing I, I could tell you here, and some advice listening along, because I think it takes us a while to kind of isolate the primary steps necessary for building a list um, in a focused way. Once we get to that final 15 minutes or so, it'll all come together. That doesn't mean you shouldn't listen to the first half hour or so, but uh, this is a good one, valuable, especially for anyone trying to build an email list. So sit back, relax, pop a bottle. Let's do it. Hey everybody, John here from johnloomer.com and John Loomer Digital on Facebook. Here with another edition of the Social Media Pubcast, where each week we invite you to the virtual pub and we get drunk on entrepreneurship. John Robinson, back from the dead. Wasn't feeling too good last week, so we skipped. But how are you doing, JR? How are you feeling? You're going to be okay? I'm praying for you. I'm going to be okay. In this household, I was sick. And my dog Casey was sick for seven days because I put flea solution on her and she had an allergic reaction and she literally was sick for seven straight days. So, she, she didn't just catch something from you? Could be. Or I could have caught it from her. Who knows? Who think, knows? I don't think that's but, the way this stuff works, but yeah. <laughs> I'm no scientist. All right. No. So what we got going on today, JR? What is it you want to talk about? You, so anyone who hasn't listened before, uh, JR takes the wheel when we talk about entrepreneurship-related stuff because he is my backup CEO. He's my business manager, and we have conversations on a near-daily basis. And his goal is often to make me feel uncomfortable and get me thinking in ways I haven't thought before as we start planning out the business and doing all sorts of stuff. So that's essentially what we do. Uh, in these John and John's slash pubcasts. So, uh, what you got planned for me today? As I have no idea really what we're going to talk about. I'll, I'll add to that though, because I, I love the way you said it's about expansion for sure, and it's about connection. That's another reason why why this John and John exists, so we can connect with what's going on out there for those who listen. So, and it's to have some fun. So with that, with that said, I still can't stop smiling because before we got on, I just told you that you're on my prayer list oh. <laughs> and, and, and you, I, I would say you weren't very complimentary to <laughs> me putting you on your on a prayer list. So if one, people are wondering why I'm smiling, if you can see me on Facebook Live, it's because I can't stop laughing that John said, why would you put me on the prayer list? So, what did I do now? Yeah. What did I do now? And he, he thought I was using my prayer list as a weapon. Right. And, and hey, I'm not. Because you often hear stuff like, you know, where people are arguing and someone really dis- really disagrees with somebody and they're just a disaster. I'm praying for you. You know, that, kind of that's the, one of the, one of the things they'll throw at him. So that's that's kind of what I assume uh, Jr. is throwing at me there. Yeah, and and what the way I use it, it's more like a, just a, a like Marky Mark, a good vibration. 
I just want a good vibration to be on the the topic and I'm going to share it since mm. since too bad I'm going to share mm. it. So we're going there, huh? Yep, we are because entrepreneurship has dips and a lot of the time you need to have an awareness to that dip and you have to have practices and habits that prevent the dip from getting further and my 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 prayer was after casey's body heals she's healed <laughs> casey's my dog and uh now it says john breaks his funk and and funk is just a little dip sometimes in entrepreneurship we we have a little funk and i'll call it an entrepreneurial funk so yeah, John, maybe that's something you could write about that the five things I know, know about myself and my entrepreneurial funks and what I do about them. But yeah, that was my little prayer for you. So mm. not malicious at all. Not malicious. All right. So I just, so you know, I just changed your name within the Facebook group. <laughs> what did you change it to? Oh, actually, it hasn't shown up yet. To oh, Re- Rev JR. Uh, Reverend Run, Run TMC. <laughs> so today, what I want to talk about is something that happened this morning. So this morning, I met with two fellow colleagues, you know, guys that are in entrepreneurship, and they are putting one guy's starting a charter school in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, and another guy is launching his consulting business and the space for those entrepreneurs who are overwhelmed and he, he's you know putting some content together and and launching that in the world so one of the reasons why we huddle is just to talk through what we're shipping when we're shipping it by and who's on the team that helps us ship there was a topic that was a common pain for, for both of these guys. And the topic was, I don't have a list. And both of these guys are wildly successful in the stuff that they do. And they're taking a leap of faith into brand new waters. So whatever list they would have had or connections they would have had, it does not apply. And one of the guys even said, hey, I used to have a list. I never marketed to it ever. And I decided to this week, and when I did, they said I was spamming. So they they stopped his list immediately. <laughs> so he has to start over from scratch. So uh, with all that said, okay, no, ask a question. What? Yeah, so you said that one of them, a charter school or a, series, a charter school, just starting one, a brand new charter one school. One charter school, and what was the other one? Um, let's just call it uh, executive coaching uh, yeah, yeah. for CEOs. Oh, I think that one's definitely easier. But I, I think we often look at this backwards. Uh, so we first say, I don't have a list. I don't have a, so where do I get a list? And you buy a list or, or something like that. Or you create a website and a form and say, hey, uh, sign up for my newsletter or um, opt in for this thing. And you expect if you build it, they will come. Everyone's going to provide you their email list and it's going to make you lots of money and you're going to email them and they're all going to sign up for your charter school or, or exe- your executive coaching or whatever. And I, mean, I think most people understand the path that I took with building my list, but just, it's, to me, it just makes a whole lot of sense. I think I kind of did it by accident, but as a consumer, 
it makes way more sense to me than the approach of I see somebody like an ad or something on Facebook or Twitter or whatever that I do not recognize who I probably don't trust saying, give me your email address for this great thing. I don't, I don't think that's, that's a good way to build your email list. So where I always start is create content, valuable content with no strings attached. So, and I did this, uh, as you know, with, with the spider site too, same, same type of approach, uh, the, the baseball site, same type of approach where it's like, uh, I, I'm thinking about building a list, but that's my, not my immediate concern. I want to start sharing with the world what I know and the value I can provide um, with some really powerful, informational, information-packed, helpful articles, blog posts, whatever, videos. It could be whatever you want. And when you create those to start, and you know, I, my approach to getting them out there would be um, using Facebook ads. But keep in mind, when you, when you create this really powerful stuff, it spreads way easier than something that's behind an email wall. So you can only get this if you give me like no one shares that with their friends. If you have this powerful article that you know maybe hasn't been expressed in the way that you're expressing it here, that's really really useful and people can and it resonates with people. It's gonna share like crazy. What happens then? Make sure that first of all you got. Um, ways to register for your email address. You've got some sort of um, opt-in content that they can get that's of value because after they read that, their trust in you goes way up and they're going to want to register for something. And make sure you got the Facebook Pixel or it could be Google Pixel, whatever, where you can then remarket to those people to say, hey, you read this stuff the signature content is the way i like to describe it the signature content um you can also get this other thing you know just so you know you can get this other thing just in exchange for an email address and that's how you know that's that's the the approach i've always taken that i feel like works really really well i like that so the, the good way to build the email list is no strings attached content Signature, I, I like content. signature content, signature yeah. content. And it can't just be any content. It's got to be content that cha- I don't want to exaggerate this. It changes the world in some way. That offers something different, a different perspective that's useful, that's valuable, that your target audience is going to love. Uh, you, there so has to be something like that that, that you can provide. You make that sound way too easy. It's well, like, well oh, let's think about this, though. Useful, valuable content. But let's think about this. If you are offering a service that actually is um, a value that can be differentiated from others, this should be easy. Creating content that helps, sh- that shares some of this valuable information that you have. If you don't have this valuable information, your the service you provide, I question the value of that. Right? So it should be easy. If it's not, uh, it sounds to me like you're trying to start a business based off of something that you don't have a lot of confidence in. All right, let's stay on the, the, the baseball example, meaning the spiders. 
walk me through that experiment. Because step one, you said signature content. So what was in your head? How did you take that from what was in your head? And how many, how many people are in the, that's that group or liking it or it's a combination of, uh, so we've got that general, cause remember I did that whole general Facebook group about, you know, parents of kids who, who are, who mm-hmm. play baseball and that kind of stuff. So that one has over well over 50,000 people, my little local team page for, for my page is over 6,000 people who, who like that page gets a ton of engagement, got an email list of over 10,000 people now. Um, and this is understanding that we're, all we are is a, a, team a local team. Page? Yeah. All we are is a local t- team here in Parker, Colorado. Wait a second. So let's, let's just talk about that. Cause when, when I'm listening to these guys this morning, again, well into the six figure, almost seven figure guys that are like, I don't have a list and they're probably ready to spend 30 grand to get a big website developed and all that. And you just told me you have 10,000 email addresses. Qualified people. These are people who care about baseball, who have youth baseball, whose kids play baseball or their coaches or whatever. Now understand the email list itself isn't just people in my area. It'd be useful if all 10,000 were, but no, these are people really globally who, who have the same interest. So, so let's just, let's just help the listeners go from zero to 10,000. So from zero to 10,000 names, mm-hmm. what was, where were you at, at ground zero? What was ground zero? You said, I just want to write about baseball. Yeah. Well, initially I think you'll remember, um, uh, that, that, first general Facebook page that has over 50,000 now, I didn't know I wanted to even start a team for, for Ryan at the time, for my son. Mm-hmm. So I was just kind of curious how easy it would be to build this following, and I didn't know what I would do with it. So back then, I was even writing articles. So I was basically just creating content on the Facebook page that I thought would resonate with people, and it did, and it spread really and, easily. And, and let me interrupt you. The Facebook page you're talking about is the the I love my kids. I, I, I don't I don't want to send uh, peop, people to it and end up oh. people who don't you know what I'm saying people who don't have uh, uh, that interest kind of uh, watering down the value of oh the page yeah okay. you know what I'm saying but anyway okay, anyway no. it was like just it was parents of kids who play baseball okay is it the general product and really to be pretty honest I mean the the early content I created for that was pretty surface level stuff, but it was things that, that people, it, it, cause I wasn't even, I didn't even have a website. I started creating articles or anything. Uh, I was like, John, are you back? Yeah. You, you I'm, I'm up a second. So, so that, that was the way it was originally. And then, uh, it's pretty much the, about nine months later that I decided I want to start this baseball team. So it was a lot like, when I got laid off, actually, at that point, it was July, like when I got laid off and I started JohnLimmer.com, I started JohnLimmer.com. like, I don't know what I'm going to do with this. I'm going to create a bunch of content and go from there. So with this baseball, the new baseball website for, for this local baseball team, it's like, I'm not really sure what I'm going to do with this, but I'm creating it. And then, okay, I'm going to write a couple articles. So 
I started with just the things that um, at that time of the year were things on my mind. Like, uh, so what is it that coaches look for at tryouts? So that, that was, I think that was one of the first things. I, what are the things that are most important to, try, uh, to a coach at a tryout that you, you may not be thinking about? It's not just ability, but all these other things. Um, and I, I can't even remember what, kind of what came next, but in the comments, these, these comments kept coming up about daddy ball, which means coaches who favor their own kid regardless of how terrible he is kind of thing. Uh, giving him all, you know, he's always a shortstop in the pitcher and hitting third and all that kind of stuff. So guess what? Yeah, th that's something people want to talk about. I wrote a, wrote a blog post about that. Um, so all these things, I, and part of it was kind of just knowing as a coach and as a dad what I cared about and what other people cared about. But then also starting to take signals from people as they were reading my stuff, what they cared about and what was on their mind. And so that, I think I've talked about before, but that the first month of that website, I received more traffic than any individual month to johnlumer.com, which is kind of ridiculous. And, and it, it was eye-opening and amazing, and at the same time, almost a little embarrassing, <laughs> you know? But, um, but again, it's, it is around a topic that I, that I was passionate about that I knew other people would be passionate about, and I wasn't just writing for the sake of writing. It was like, these are the things people will care about, um, that my audience cares about. So. That's where I started. Um, I can't. Even, I don't even know if I had anything specific you could register for at the time, other than like my email list. Would you know subscribe to to hear more? So every time I publish a blog post, I let you know a new blog post has been published, and I email you. I actually just published another one within the last couple hours. So uh, traffic keeps coming as a result that way too. All right. So I just realized how bad I am at moderating conversation right now because I was just thinking man what's step one and for all of those who have the work it worksheet which is the worksheet that we that we produce for all the entrepreneurs of all the other worksheets for any topic but the work it worksheet is just literally step by step what are the things that have to be done and I'm going to write in this right now. It's great. List. That, yeah. Let me, let me talk, talk through just surface the, the, level. So, so go, let's go from the first thing is I got an idea and, and, yeah. and we don't have to use baseball. We could or, use whatever you want to use. doesn't matter. But, it really doesn't matter. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. I got an idea. Okay. Um, Did you write that idea down? Well, I investigated, I don't know if you call writing it down, but I'm investigating like team names and stuff like that before I came up with the, the actual team. I mean, that, that's close. I got to, I think writing stuff down is like writing down, you know, what we're going to call the team. But I, I had known that we were, I was going to start a team one way or the other, but okay. I didn't know what I was going to do with the website. So I, I, I think with the case of that website and with johnlimmer.com, I created the website first before I knew what I was going to do with it. Did you create that before the the uh, Facebook page? No, well, not. I didn't create it before the general Facebook page. I created it before the spiders. So, so let's go. Let's go all the way to the front end. So for somebody who has nothing, they don't have a Facebook page. They don't have a website. They don't have a list. They got an idea that says, "Hey, I want to, I want to create a group that likes barbecue." Yeah. So, so in that case, if you don't know. 
um, what you're going to do with that, it's, it's, it's a good starting point to do something really general. You don't really necessarily have a, a full-on brand. Um, I mean, you, you basically create a brand, but um, it's more of a matter of fleshing out the, the ideas around a certain topic and seeing what sticks and what really resonates with people. So I created this very general page around a, a topic of parents and, and baseball and just started... So- posting stuff to that page and advertising that and kind of seeing so and, and building an I'm, audience. I'm going to stop you because you're, you're moving fast. So pick your topic. Pick your topic. the first thing. All right. Create. Create a Facebook create page. Now. Facebook page. Okay. So you, you create a Facebook page because you have a topic. The, the What I heard you say is I created a Facebook page but it really wasn't branded. It really wasn't well thought out, but I created it. Is that true? Yeah. Well, because um, I didn't know what, if I was going to have a company, if I was starting Mm -hmm. a team, I didn't know any of that stuff. I was just, Mm -hmm. there was a passion that I wanted to expand upon. And that was it. Mm -hmm. Okay. So what's the next thing you did? You created this page. I started creating, creating content, just, Top-level content for that page. All right, so what does that mean to the average Joe? You it just, just means started- it means I don't have my own website. I'm not writing articles yet. I'm just okay. publish, publishing things to the page that, that may matter to them. Was it discussion stuff, like who has a kid who plays third base, or was it like I'm writing some a blog? It, some of it. I think some of it ended up being like catcher-related, stuff like that. But I don't I don't. It's almost meme-like content that I was, I was creating. Okay. It's like, you know, examples of, like, you know, things that your kids do as someone who loves baseball that other kids don't do, that only, that only you as a parent can, un, can truly understand kind of thing. What, was it photos as well, too? Because I'm imagining... I was taking, I was taking photo, like, photos that I had from, from my kids and stuff like that, yeah. Okay, so so you created some meme content. It's kind of meme. Post- what? Yeah, it's kind of, I'm not a meme guy. It's kind of, I guess, sort of, yeah. So, so posting pictures. Yeah. And this is before you're writing blogs, right? Right. Okay, so anything before we go from the stage of, I got a Facebook page now. I'm starting to create some content. How did you, how'd you get people? Like, I don't- I, I started advertising. Okay, so, so stop right there. When you create a Facebook page like this, aren't you supposed to have more than just yourself? Or no, you can just create a page with just one person. Yeah, you're not gonna have people until people know it's there. Okay. Yeah. All right, so then, so now you have this page, you're posting pictures, you're creating content, and you need people to engage with it. Yeah, so I started promoting it, which was easy because it was around this general topic, this passion that lots of people have. So give me an example of, of a, how you designed a campaign because it sounds like, all right, I got this up. You, you don't have a website yet, right? No, no website yet. No website yet, okay. You're not blogging officially, no articles, nothing like that. Mm-hmm. And you just design some campaigns. What would you call those campaigns? Because you're not selling anything. It's just audience you're, building. Just audience building. So, so it's audience building 
campaigns. Mm-hmm. Okay. So just trying to get engagement, trying to get people to like my page at that point who were um, my target audience. Okay. So, you know, just a lot of interest-based targeting that was effective given the types of content I was creating. So it was really mm-hmm. easy to find parents of kids playing baseball. And it was right. really easy to get those people uh, excited about these topics because that's all that they were thinking about at that point of the year. And if, if, you, if, you, if it resonated with you, you liked the page, you commented, you all these things. And then I've now, I'm now starting to build this audience of people that when I do have a website, I can share stuff to that, that audience and crazy things can happen. It sounds to me that there's some stages to building a list or building an audience. Look, you don't have to do all that stuff with that. Right. Like with that general page and whatnot. That's why I almost didn't even want to talk about that part of it. Because, uh, you know, like with the spider stuff, um, I started a website and I just started writing a list of various topics that would matter to me as a baseball parent, as a baseball coach. I started writing about them. I started uh, sharing them to the page that I had, using Facebook ads to promote them started build, building audiences then of people who have visited and read those articles before, remarketing to them to let them know about the latest blog post, to let them know about some opt-in I might have that's related to baseball. It's a valuable tool for you that's free, just need an email address. Um, so this is something that, again, I, wasn't, I didn't think first, oh, I need an email list. It's like I, wanted, I created signature content it spread like wildfire because it's something that I know that people were passionate about. And then I leveraged the, you know, the fact that people are reading this stuff to help build my email list. I, I get that. And I'm still going to stay on the track we're on because let's say I have no money and let's say I want to just get out into the world and share my idea. And I, first of all, I don't, I don't buy that you have no money. Okay, so 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 because because uh, all right, let's just say if you're trying to start a business, have, you can't start a business a, with no money. Let's say I have a thousand dollars. Say I have a thousand dollars. I have I have this desire to create a following around the topic of addiction and sponsors, like meaning that I believe that every person who is in recovery or has addiction issues should have someone to talk to on demand 24 seven, like a sponsor. So that's, that's my dream. So I create a Facebook page. I start creating content around the topics of addiction and the value of, and I would say you need a Facebook group too, but. Okay. So no, no, this is good. So, 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 so I'm, I'm creating, I'm creating this content. So I'll even, I'll even in the step cause I'm writing this down in the work it page. So create Facebook group page and group. So, so that's a step. Step two, I have a topic sponsor, uh, sponsorship, addiction sponsors. And now I have a Facebook page and I have a Facebook group and I'm starting to create content around the topic of addiction and how valuable it is to talk to someone when you feel triggered and all the other stuff that could be out there. Okay. Um, posting pictures isn't, I don't know how you could post pictures or meme work or whatever. Who knows the, the audience building campaign. Mm-hmm. So the audience building Facebook campaigns, I'm assuming 
I have to have a budget in my head that says I'm going to spend this for that. Yeah, I mean, if you expect something to spread and build mm-hmm. without any advertising, then you expect to be in that top 0.1% or whatever of of content that doesn't need any help. Um, so you're, you're telling me the probability of that working with no advertising is slim. Well, to reach the amount of people you could otherwise reach by advertising, you have to have some incredibly good, unique content and the right people to find who find it organically so there's a lot of luck that goes into that but also it has to be great content um so they find it and that they spread it with their large audiences and next thing you know you got a big audience all right this is such a fascinating conversation because i'm looking at you and yes i know you i've watched this when you said great content if I were a listener, I'd be like, what does he mean by great content? What is great content? What are the pillars of great content for you? It's helpful. Okay. It's unique. Okay. Um, Does it reach every, I mean, when I look at content, I think there's some people who like to read, some people like videos, some people like. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I mean, for me, it's usually uh, in written form, but it doesn't have to be. It could be a video like. It could be 30 second videos, minutes, minute videos, things, things like that. How to, yeah. it could be like how to do something. Uh, so something that's res- that resonates, something that um, can help change behaviors. Mm-hmm. Um, it, had, you know, it has to be well organized and well written. Yeah, I like that. Or, you know, so, well, so well, now- well written or edited or however it is you're creating the content it has to connect it sounds like it just has to connect that's cool so i've designed these audience building campaigns i don't have a website how am i collecting email addresses you're probably not at that point okay so walk me through the stages to getting to collection of what i'm trying to get to which is a list you need you need um a website and you need a crm so could I mean I, I just used um, uh, Mailchimp for that mm-hmm. because you don't need something like Infusionsoft when you're small and don't have anything yet, right? <clears throat> so um, create a Mailchimp account and it could be as simple as having you know widgets or something on your website that after you read it to hey get this kind of stuff emailed to. You whenever we've written a new blog post, just provide an email Mm -hmm. address. It could also be, you've got something of value. I mean, you should also have something of value in exchange for an email address. So for me, there are a lot, there are baseball tools that I created. So for example, um, like plays, like a playbook kind of thing that I created Mm -hmm. for for defensive responsibilities and backups. Um, I created that really useful, especially for coaches. I created, contract templates that coaches can use with their parents and kids and and their coaches um, so things of value they can provide in exchange for an email address just nice. yeah i'm gonna stop you there so we have as i'm hearing you we have the first generation of content which is meme and pictures and all that stuff which didn't require yeah. any email addresses or anything like that any yeah. subscription and I, and look i definitely wouldn't say you need to create memes and stuff all right, I'm no, saying no, no. is, if that. you don't have a website, 
create right. content from your Facebook page right. that does something to resonate with an audience of the, your ideal audience. Yeah. And the reason why I say this, because I think some people don't know where to start. And it looks like with you, I know you're not saying, hey, you have to start here. But let's just say we're just going through the sequence. We have some meme stuff. Now we have a website. We have a MailChimp account. Uh, on the website, I have $1,000. As uh, where, where do I go to design a website for a thousand bucks or part of a budget of a thousand bucks? I mean, I, yeah, there are a lot of assumptions baked into that regarding what you're capable of doing. Okay, but, good. That's a good call. It's like, what? Because you're right. I don't know how to do websites, but some people can, you, you know, can, my good designers. You should be able to get a website done very inexpensively. But so basically, what you need is a WordPress, some sort of WordPress solution at the WordPress.com, but a self hosted um, WordPress solution where you've, you mm -hmm. find a, um, a website template and go from there i mean then it has to be you have to have it hosted somewhere but even when you have it hosted it's going to be not very expensive i mean mm -hmm. 10 to 50 dollars to you know, a month i mean it can be more but that's really if you have lots of traffic and uh so it's just a matter of really getting it built I and mean, you can definitely get it built where all it is is a content website for just a few hundred dollars nice so, and, so and, and assuming that they're not going to be doing a whole bunch of design for you because it shouldn't be necessary, you just get a website going. Mm -hmm. I like that. I like that. That sounds really, really easy. So we created. We're creating more content. We're creating more. In, I'll call it engagement content to where it's more in depth. It's workbooks, handbooks, sheets, forms, whatever, and you're getting the email addresses now. And we're also running I, running ads to promote that stuff too. Uh, so, okay, so not only are you running ads to promote the initial group and Facebook page, but now you're running ads for that content too. Oh yeah. Okay. So so that's good to know. It's like a, like a second wave of Facebook ads, right? Which are specific to whatever that content is. What do you call? What would you call that content? Just robust or what's that level of content? Because the way you teased about memes is like ah, that's nothing and now this is something is there a polar extreme for you with that i mean i, I definitely look at the articles as being signature content so okay. stuff that has deep meaning and value as opposed to just trying to appeal to your target audience with kind of emotional things mm -hmm. like you know just like with quick pictures and videos and things so why why the I'm going to go back to step two create Facebook page and group why both of them you know what, what? Oh, the page and the group yeah well because the group you're going to have actual connection between people Got as it. opposed to so that's a many many to many type of conversation where with um with a page it's a one to many so it's just me communicating with a large potentially a large audience by sharing content with you. We're not equals in a group. Everybody's an equal. Yeah. And that's a public group as you set that up, right? Uh, potentially. Um, but I would make it connected to the Facebook page. Yeah. You might want to have some sort of approval process. Nice. That makes sense. 
And and then the after we've set up the MailChimp account, that means that we can do campaigns, right? What, what does email, that mean for email, those? Yeah, email campaigns. Yeah. yeah. So at some point, um, you start doing. You haven't. Have you done any email campaigns to any? Like your, your your baseball community or the local baseball community. Every time, uh, every time I do a new blog post, they email my list. Okay, so that's the same. So when you said, "Hey, do Facebook ads for your content and email campaigns," mm-hmm. do do you do any other marketing of the content other than Facebook ads and email? I'm just sharing it to my community on Facebook organically. Okay. Okay. So. So sharing it to the group as well. You, you don't do you use Instagram or any of those other things, Twitter, anything like that? I try to occasionally, but it's not part of my routine. No. What would you think people should consider that? Yeah, you have to determine where your strengths are and where your audience is and where do you get where you get the most results. Oh, I like I like that as a step because I think there's as I wrote this out, there's something missing about how to the audience that you want and how to really target that audience with not just saying Facebook ads, but where is my audience? Where's my audience most likely to engage with this? Is that a question that you would? Yeah. I mean, where, where they're most likely to engage with it and where you're most comfortable, where you can provide the most value. Cause I, I recognize I'm, I, I don't think I'll get as much, make as much impact on Twitter or Instagram. YouTube? Have you used I'm not, YouTube? In I'm the not past? creating video for it. So, right. um, I mean, johnlimmer.com, I've created video in the past and I've, I've put video up on YouTube, but um, I'm not creating video at the moment. Not freely consumed video. Got it. All right. That's cool. Well, I mean, that's exactly in less than 40 minutes kind of helping someone say, hey, this is the steps that I would go through. I would pick my topic. I would create a Facebook page and public group. I would start to create more general content, not signature content. Um, I could you know, do some other things, post pictures, whatever. I think the step that we missed was that step of where's my audience? So where's my audience going to be at and put a plan together, a content and reach plan. Yeah. Together. I mean, the truth is you may not know that. Uh, so being behaving more broadly, isn't a bad idea in, idea in the early stages, you know, having a presence, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, wherever you think you can or should. I mean, I remember in the early stages of johnlimmer.com, I created accounts on freaking everything and I tried to use as many of them as possible, which seems ridiculous now, but it made some sense in the grand scheme of things, just figuring out what I was comfortable with and what actually gave me some results. Yeah. I, I like this one that we missed, which is know my capabilities. Know, know, who, know who I know if I can't do it. Because I would describe you as one of the most resourceful entrepreneurs. You like to do this stuff yourself. Mm-hmm. And the two guys I talked to today, uh, my, they're not trying to do this. They're trying to outsource it immediately. And that's hard. 
because at least for me because you're you're not you're outsourcing more than just the work you're outsourcing the knowledge and the passion so you're expecting someone else to speak for your brand before your brand's even been established and, and connect with your target audience assuming that they know who your target audience is and how we're going to reach them and it's just a lot of risk in there as opposed to you doing it yourself because and this is one reason why I got out of managing ads for others in the first place because I can't I don't like speaking for a brand um they know their brand and their message and their voice better than I do kind of thing. So I think it, it's helpful if you can. If you're the one who's creating this business, unless you have someone immediately with you, you trust who's a partner, whatever, who, can, who you know is on your same wavelength, I think you've got to do some of this yourself. So are you saying you won't do my Facebook ads for me for my, my idea? Nope. <laughs> I laugh at that, but I know that the two guys that I talked to today, they just wouldn't think to, I got to learn Facebook ads now. You know what happens so often, though, when people do your Facebook ads? It's just cookie cutter template crap. Unless you spend just hours and days with them helping understand your value proposition and, and what you're all about and what makes you special and unique they're just going to create crap that they do for everybody else in the same way or copy what's being done for somebody else. I'm not saying that's the way all advertisers are, but how else are you going to do it unless you truly understand a brand and their voice and their vision and everything else? Man, you're going to make me hang up on you. <laughs> but I, I, it's so honest. It's real. I, I like that you're saying that because I think if someone has a dream, like for me, if I have a dream to help those who are struggling with addiction, the least I could do is figure out some of the basics to get it started. Because it will be hard to translate what's in my head to some to someone else. Right. And look, and you don't have to necessarily do the ads. If you create the content, right? You create the content. Uh, you manage manage the Facebook page and other going with the content there. Part of the the early gig is going to be just the, aver- the advertiser promoting that and reaching your ideal audience and mm-hmm. using your words and your posts and your articles that you've already written, as opposed to them doing everything from scratch and trusting them, which I think is crazy. Now, this isn't a plug, but this is just what comes natural to me because I want to help my peers. And I'm sitting here thinking, well, maybe I should tell them to join the Facebook or the PHC basic group. If they have this little understanding that they want to create some ads for a topic that they want to create an audience for, or like maybe they should go into forums like basic and, and build their confidence that way. Yeah, it would help. Yeah, it would. So, all right, we you did an amazing job of of taking me through this. I'm going to f- quickly state them again for those that might be taking notes. Pick your topic, create a Facebook page or and public group or public group. Um, create some general content, a design some campaigns, whatever the media social media is. 
uh, or emails or whatever, or you don't have emails yet, then create an account, a CRM account like MailChimp, get a website up, create the next generation of content. So Signature, that you can signature content. Signature content. Signature content. And then still take that checkpoint of where your audience is, what you're learning about your audience and where they're at. So you might expand to some other areas. And then I think at some point, maybe in the beginning, know your capabilities and what you're willing to learn or willing to pay for the work that needs to be done. Maybe that's earlier in the, in that process, but those are all the steps. Easy. (laughs) I like that you say it like that. I feel like I want to create, I want to take this idea uh, of sponsors on demand for everyone from this advice and see what happens. Cause yeah. now it's in the world right now as a, as something that could possibly be. So, yeah, I think there's still better ways of, uh, drilling down into all, you know, those steps. But, um, honestly, the, the main points to me are simply that you have a Facebook presence, that you have a website, that you create that signature content, to create a way for people to register with you, to create some sort of free opt-in after the signature content, and you use ads to promote it all. I mean, that's about as easy as you can get. That's easy. You made that sound way too simple. As as a man who has a a mail list of over 100,000 people, like, oh, it's easy to get over 150,000 people on the list. Well, it's hard for people who skip those steps and all they do is create a landing page for some sort of opt-in thing and they just run thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars of ads and they're like, why is this taking so long? It's because no one gives a crap about your stupid thing. They don't trust you. They don't know what it... Like, why? How, how many of our listeners, how many people have gone to a landing page for something they don't... The brand they don't know never heard of this person or this company before and they want your email address and you provided it. How often have you done that? Yeah. Never. I mean, some people do occasionally, obviously, but uh, rare. And a lot of times it's low quality. Like how many of those people are actually real? How many of them are bots? And on the flip side, you know, if you've got a trusted audience, an audience that trusts you, where you've created some of that signature content, they read it and they're engaging, they're writing comments about how much they love it and this and that, and you cre- you off- offer a way for them to register or give them something for free in exchange for, they will absolutely provide an email address. It's not that complicated. Wow. Well, thank you for making it sound so easy. It's easy. <laughs> and... Uh, Next week, I'll see what else will let you state is really easy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all I got. You know, I'm not. I'm not saying it's super easy. I think we overcomplicate it, though. Yeah. Oh no, no. Yeah. It, I guess it's, it's, almost, it's almost the flip side. We oversimplify it. We just think that people are robots. We put up any old landing page and say, "Give me your email address, and it's going to work." Right. There are other steps to it. But it's all it's all, it's simple in that it, it's all logical as to what works and why. Well, I what I, what I loved that you did was it seemed to me that you 
narrowed it down to the core, the core of what has to be done. And I think people cheat. They yes. try to shortcut the core of the things. And that's why there's there's marketers out there right now. I'm not naming his name, <laughs> but makes it sound so easy. Like, hey, I'm going to do this flashy Facebook ad webinar and you're going to create a million dollars in four weeks because you just happen to do this ad for the first time because you want to do pet walking. Mm. What? Wait, I can make millions in pet walking? <laughs> exactly. I should do that. Exactly. Right. So I, I like I like that the that you bring back the hard work. And I don't mean hard work as in it's hard to do, but to some people they just want to do the easy work. Yeah. And, and uh, look, I'll admit that some of those steps come easily to me. But at the same time, if you've got this passion. There has to be more than like, I need, I want to start a business. I want to make money. There has to be more behind that. There has to be like, I've got this information that's just waiting to explode from my brain that I want to share with people and I want to help people with. Because when you have that, you, you're going to find a way to create this valuable content in some way, whether it's in a written word or videos or something. And, yeah. And, so, and that's, that's the step everyone's skipping. They're like either going straight to the opt-in with the landing page and that's it. Or straight to a product page and just buy my crap and that's it. Um, and not doing these other things. And I'm not saying you can't have success doing it that way. But once again, you're going to be that very small percentage of people who will actually make it work. Yeah. Good point. All right. All right, sir. Thank you. All right. Thanks, JR. Thanks, everybody, for listening, both uh, on the podcast and PHC Entrepreneurs. Until next time, do awesome things. We are out.